0: Hi and welcome to Zed Games, recorded live at four triple Z studios in Brisbane and broadcast nationally over the community radio network, Zed Games brings you the latest gaming news, reviews and interviews from across Australia
1: and around the world.
0: Produced live at Four Triple Z Studios in Brisbane. You might be listening to us on one hundred two point one FM, or around the country on the community radio network. You're listening to Z Games. My name's Jack, and I'm here in the studio with Ray. Hey, how you gone, man? Very well, thank you. And Adrian, it's your boy. We're all your boy. Yeah, three boys. Three boys in the house. A singular boy. Us collectively, <laughs> when combined, is how we become
2: works. the Z Games boy. <laughs> oh goodness!
0: Uh, coming up very soon, uh, I've got a review of a preview, sorry, of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, and you
2: have Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis Aces.
0: Why can't Camelot just go back to making Golden Sun games and not make Mario Tennis? Games? Hey,
2: this it's Mario just... Tennis game's got some adventuring in it. Uh, it's got some some <sighs> nice. role playing. I
0: want a Golden Sun on Switch. Where Too is bad. It? Too bad, Jack.
1: That's unrelated. Let's put the focus on Mario Tennis where it deserves.
0: Or we could, Thank get, you. we could talk about Golden Sun. No. No. Did you not play Golden Sun? I did. Wow. I'm heartbroken. Okay. Let's go into the news. What, what, what? My goodness. What has been making headlines, Adrian?
2: The Australian Classification Board has initiated a plan to modernize the classification code as it applies to video games, according to a statement issued to Kotaku. The Department of Communications and the Arts will reportedly consult with the states and territories as well as stakeholders and community organizations as part of the process. Before any changes to the classification code can be made, all of the relevant classification ministers must be in agreement. The statement follows the Classification Board's reversal of its decision to ban We Happy Few after inviting public submissions.
0: Okay, so just a little bit of backstory. We Happy Few was refused classification by ACV. They then reviewed that classification and then gave it an R18, I believe. Have they cited a reason for that, to your recollection?
1: Uh, no, but it seems that they considered the context upon which the infringing...
2: 2018. Yeah. They considered it's well, 2018.
1: Well, not... Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, much. Context, the context <laughs>
2: argument has always been, you know, ever since the the big, you know, ever since we didn't even have an R18 rating for video games back when Left 4 Dead 2 yeah, was the days a of Left Dead big and... thing, and that was censored, um, you know, the whole consideration of games in context of the fact that you're controlling them, having Mm -hmm. thus, you know, there being the argument that they're more impactful on Mm. the audience because you can can control it, you know, I think that's kind of a bit of a grey area. Um, And so, obviously, with We Happy Few, you know, there are a lot of public submissions and a lot of consideration as to, you know, why that game was refused classification compared to, you know, a movie that would have similar content and even though it's passive, still get through. Yes. And, yeah, that's rough. So, two of the big kind of
1: flags that the classification board uses in its decision whether or not to let a game through at R18 Plus or to ban it outright Hmm. is firstly sexual violence and secondly incentivized drug use. Drug use is always, yeah. So We Happy Few has a mechanic or its whole central premise is based around using these um, performance enhancing drugs and the player's decision whether or not to use them affects their gameplay and it is making a larger comment there. It's not just drugs are good or something like that. It's actually part of a of a big commentary, and so that hasn't really been taken into account in the classification code's previous decisions. Right. But it appears as though the context upon which uh, these these um uh, things might be looked upon, like the context in which the infringing articles are used, yeah, uh, is a determining factor in that decision now,
2: which is good. And this incentivized um, drug use in in game thing has been an issue so much so that I believe Fallout Three Fallout Three was changed, changed worldwide. I, I believe you know initially, oh, okay. yeah, that like the stim packs and and the other items that you used in game were actually named after real life drugs. Yeah, and then they were changed to you know fake fake names, and I, I believe that had impacts on the worldwide release. I might be wrong in that, but I believe it did, or at least it did in Australia. Mm. Um, and
0: there was also uh, Saints Row Four when there was there were quite a few. Cause it was a lot of back and forth about um, the uh, a, a weapon that looked like a very large uh, dildo bat uh, that was kind of what a lot of people were like. Oh, this is probably the reason as far as like sexual violence goes. This is yeah. this might have been why this was refused classification. It came out that that actually made it into the game and it was a lot of the drug related like rewarding, rewarding, but like a lot of that commentary that actually prevented it from being uh, classified in the first uh, place. So, modernise... Look, at this point, the only point of concern I have is that they don't talk to the right people, and I don't know who that would be. If it's... If they actually go out... If if ACB, uh, or the Department of uh, Communications and the Arts, reaches out to industry... Uh, like uh, Game Developers Association of Australia, all of the uh, independent game developers of Australia associations in Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne and Adelaide and all the rest of it. Um, if they speak to the right people, this can only end well. The only problem comes with if they speak to the wrong people and or, or they just don't... Yeah, that's the main yeah. concern in my mind.
1: It's true. Uh, although it does appear, based upon what the information that we have here, is so that they're looking at making it more lenient... Uh, as opposed to more strict, which would you might think would happen if they spoke to the wrong people, like, you know, the religious people or the yeah. conservatives. Channel similar. 9, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... I feel like that's only... That, that's the worst case scenario, mm. but...
2: Well, I guess for now, all we can do is wait and see. Blizzard has this week revealed that $12.7 million was raised by Overwatch players as part of a charity campaign for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. The funds were raised through the sale of a limited edition pink skin for Mercy, the game's angelic healer. According to the BCRF, the donation is the single largest made by a company in the foundation's 25-year history. That's 12.7 million dollars. Good stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah! All about it.
1: It's a really good idea to raise to raise money for charity. Like, just make a digital item that everyone wants, and yeah. people are buying them
2: anyway. The Blizzard's money. great at that, and they've been doing that for yeah. years yeah. with this World of Warcraft in-game pets, which people just absolutely lap up. And you know, with each of those purchases, you see a significant amount contributed to to charities. Mm. So it's fantastic to see you know a company as big as um, Blizzard, obviously attached to Activision, championing you know a, a good cause and and really showing that. You know, for for as much bad rappers, games can sometimes get in the press um, for for silly reasons. This this really shows a positive spin Absolutely. on the industry, and it it doesn't hurt that that
1: skin, the pink one, is probably Mercy's best skin in the game. Incorrect. It, what? You disagree? I disagree. The witch one is cool.
0: I think. What's your favorite? Then? I'm not so I'm not so much a fan of the witch one. I think that the um like the Viking style ones. Oh okay. I like those ones.
2: No, no, we got different tastes. Oh taste, wow, right? really? Yeah, no. Nah. I'm staying out of this one. I don't know, man. Adrian, what do you? Where do you feel? Where, what is your favorite? I Mercy think there are a lot. Of, no, there are a lot of great Overwatch skins. What's your favorite Mercy skin? Probably the Halloween one. Let's be real, the Witch. The witch. Yeah, it's yeah. always the it's always the, the Witch. witch is cool. Thirsty I like boys. OG Mercy. Th- I need <laughs> Thirsty yeah, Boys you are going to play be that thirsty, card. Sure, honestly.
0: <laughs> like we'll say it's it's not a bad skin. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Like charity events like that. Like um, Summer Games Done Quick, that's recently just passed as well, raising money for cancer research. Um... I think it's Doctors Without Borders, actually, for some of it. It's always good to see this kind of stuff happening. It gives us like more of a, a reassurance. like Not everything's just turning to hell in the wake of... Fortnite is ruining everyone's lives. Fortnite fears. You're listening to Zed Games, and uh, I had a Wii U. I was one of the four people on the planet that had a Wii U. But I missed out on a few games. I was really into Splatoon. I was really into Wind Waker. Um, but I missed a few. I missed out on Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze... I know I missed out on one other game that fortunately I've been able to play a little bit of over the last few days. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is a cutesy little puzzle platformer game. Puzzle platformer, I guess, is, is a good way to describe For sure. what it is. Yeah. Um, in front of me I've got Adrian and Ray... Playing it and both looking very very confused. I accidentally just uh, <laughs> killed Ray. <laughs> so uh, on the Wii U, it was a single player experience. You played as Toad or played as Toadette, and uh, you were getting through these these tiny little um sort of uh, smally small kind of garden cubic box.
2: like worlds.
0: There's like a particular kind of phrase that I'm trying to think of, but oh, I submit mech- no. I don't Geo- know. Geo yeah.
1: geometric trio. Free ISO G. It's is like a box of a free? world that you it's, can spin. It's a
0: boxed garden. <laughs> yeah. It's a walled garden. No, yeah. um, but it's, it's it's these really <laughs> small worlds. Um, and you are trying to uh, get through them, pick up the star, as you would in most Mario games. The difference is, when you're playing as Captain Toad or Toadette, you can't jump. You can't attack. You can't really do a whole lot. You just, for the most part, uh, walk around uh, and press buttons, interact with the world, uh, pick up little, bits of little turnips and throw at it. Enemies, if if you're lucky, if there's a town around, so it was a single player experience, and uh, for the most part, it's pretty easy going. Would you guys agree? It's like it's kind of chill. it's uh, it's,
2: it's a chill ish experience. I think it's chill because you're not just focused on the action oriented platforming. You've got that puzzle. Uh, you can take solving. your time yeah yeah you can kind of walk around have a bit of a stroll find the, the it's all about finding the secrets that are hidden in the nooks and crannies the nooks and crannies as opposed to going through a linear level Yes. so it, it's more oriented towards people who do enjoy collecting all of the little bits and pieces that's
0: the thing so like you'll have the start at the end of like that's how you uh, complete a course but then throughout the level if you poke around into all of the nooks and crannies you will find three well hopefully three gems in that level uh they're usually pretty well hidden uh towards the end of the game or uh, towards the latter parts of the game and you guys are just did you just die? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ray's not having a good time with the <laughs> no, ball yeah. Do you want to swap? No, nah, it's all good. You should yeah, you, I want to be you don't bad. want to give up the, the the one player. I'll talk to that in a sec. Um but yeah you're trying to get the star, you're trying to get all of the gems hidden around uh in all the nooks and crannies and then sometimes you'll come across a gold mushroom, sometimes levels will have extra uh sort of bonus objectives like don't get damaged, only interact with uh the stage like touching the stage to move elements a set number of times, mm-hmm. get through it in a like a, only a certain amount of time. All of that was single-player up until now on Switch, and it's real, uh, being re-released on both Switch and 3DS. As far as the Switch version, you now have a two-player version, and I actually have not yet played that two-player version. Walk me through what the two-player version feels like, guys.
1: Okay, so I'm controlling Toad. Yes. And I'm and- currently... Oh go on. Oh yes, and it seems like all I'm doing is sort of walking around. Yes. I can control the camera, I can rotate the level mm. so I can see where Toad is if he gets behind a corner. Mm. But I'm basically just walking and I have to avoid bullets sometimes, really slow moving bullet obills or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Enemies. Yes. Yep. And um, Adrian's doing something else.
2: I can also control the the camera, which is great fun. We're basically fighting each other for that. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually a pointing device. Um, so I'm not actually in, in the game world, but I have an overview of what's going on and I can throw turnips at the bullet bills that keep... Um, uh, a sailing ray. Uh, obviously, my turn up throwing skills aren't that great because he keeps dying anyway. Um, and I can help trigger some of the game's um, platforming pieces to help him hmm. uh, traverse across the environments as well. So, taking more of an assistant role, but um, still feeling quite involved in the gameplay.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I don't feel like I have the most agency here. I feel like you're the one who's doing the real so, gameplay. Here's the thing.
0: Really? That's all. Like what you're doing is, for the most part, all you can do in single player anyway. You don't have like there's no way for you to just like shoot turnips in single player. That's, oh, that's not a thing. You have more ability than I do in the single player right now.
2: So this is more of an the two player mode's more of an assistive mode, I guess. Great for families, you know. It's if like the playing... Mario Galaxy, like picking up the star bits. Yeah, yeah. So if you know if you're playing with your kid or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of help out as they take control of the main character. Yeah. Um. So. You right now, I don't feel like you have a whole lot of control or a whole lot of uh, reason to be
0: involved.
1: No, no, you know it is important to get towed out of the way of those bullets. Yes, it is. important. And timing is critical. <laughs> uh, but like Adrian's triggering, um, you know, all of the the, the platforms the that are switches moving and stuff, and everything. I'm yeah. being
2: a little bit mischievous, and
1: you're also you you're also able to combat the enemies you can you're, actually you can, attack you things. can interact yes. with the enemies yeah. whereas I just have to hide
0: from them yeah so in the single player mode you you're very much in the same kind of position if you mm. have because you'll ha- I imagine there are like plants that you can pull out of the ground at some point in the level maybe, that's right maybe not this one um, but in, in some levels you'll be able to pull out turnips oh. um, sometimes coins sometimes okay. you'll get like the pickaxe it's not a pickaxe it's like it's, it's a pickaxe looking thing and you just it's basically invincibility mode but you can just blast through stuff um, uh, it might be a hammer it, it, it looks mm-hmm. like a pickaxe it it in this like game, a but it's like the hammer from yeah. a classic oh, Mario. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I know what you mean. Now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kinda like that. Um and so you don't really like you're never on the offensive. Like the point of the game is never to be it's it's not combat focused. And I'm not saying Mario is combat focused, but I feel like it's an integral part of the experience there. When trying to interact with the enemies, you'll have boss levels or whatever else. Even in boss levels in the game, and you've played the demo where they ha- where that boss level's there, mm. you're not interacting with the boss.
2: That's right. The you're b- defeating the boss through platforming, yeah, right? and, and through figuring out the best way to get through that platform hmm. experience without getting attacked by the boss. I'd say this game is all about avoidance. Mm. It's not about going towards combat. It's, it's about being strategic. That's right. Yeah, because as Toad, you know, you're kind of a bit defenceless. Yes. you're not Mario. Yeah, very... he's
1: bloody useless, isn't he? Ah, <laughs> oh, he's
2: Toad. You know, Toad is the royal servant. Toad Toads are the ones that yeah. you know are used to to being the, the stewards and the stewardesses of of, of the, the royal kingdom. Okay, you know. I agree
1: So Jack Set me up for the story Of this game Which is important What is Toad doing Why is he on his is this it... adventure By himself So
2: uh, you
0: will At the beginning of the game You get dropped into the world You're playing as Toad You have Toadette with you And I believe in this world uh, This level that you're playing Right now guys You're playing as Toadette actually That's right um, Okay And you end up Going through a stage Getting a star Yay course clear And then this bird Comes through And kidnaps Toadette and you are oh. on a journey to rescue Toadette.
1: So it's exactly the same as the Mario Brothers storyline, except yes. Well, that's
0: Chapter One. Chapter Two, you play as Toadette, and Toad gets kidnapped. Um, there are like there's other chapters in the game as well. I believe there's at least a Chapter Three, and there are actually Super Mario Odyssey themed levels in the game as well. To my understanding, they're much later in the game. So I've only played through the first two chapters so far, as, as far as like a preview goes. So um, I haven't quite gotten to that stuff yet. But having Super Mario Odyssey themed anything is good because. Who doesn't like Super Mario Odyssey? It's a great game. Uh, Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, The one thing that you won't get in this version, that was in the Wii U version, is Super Mario 3D World levels. Super Mario 3D World themed levels. Why? Why not? So the reason they were removed, the reason they were removed was apparently so they could put in Super Mario Odyssey levels. The thing is, the 3D World levels weren't, like puzzle platforming levels. They were just like, it was like a cute bonus thing that you could jump into and explore these 3D World levels if you had a 3D World save on your Wii U. So there wasn't really a whole lot of reason for them to be there in the first place. Um, The other thing that the Switch doesn't have is a second screen. So, yeah. um, that's that's obviously not a problem on the 3DS re-release. You'll have parts of a level that you can interact with the touch screen or interact with... Um, like, you'll have one view on top screen and one view on bottom screen, very much like the Wii U version. On Switch, a lot of that stuff is kind of offset onto the Joy-Cons. So, Adrian, you have a pointing device there, and you okay. can sort of interact with enemies in that kind of way. In the single-player version, you can do the same thing, but you won't be able to throw turnips. You can just sort of stun enemies. Mm. um, It's a little bit less involved. Mm. And when you are on like a a minecart stage, for example, where it's basically a first-person shooter, you're just going through this on-rail segment, and all you have is turnips, and you just have just turnips everywhere. Turnip machine. Um, You don't have turnip for what? (laughs) get out um you don't have the sort of second uh like perspective of seeing like the the bigger world it's just what you see in first person which isn't a bad thing um when you're playing in portable mode uh you can interact with uh the world via the touch screen which works really really well on in in tv mode it felt a little bit weird i will say a little bit so so you guys aren't really doing that well we tried. Oh,
1: we made progress.
2: You yeah. did. We yeah. got further. Did you so finish the, the stage? The Bullet Bills, no. <laughs> we're still on the one stage. But so we're trying to, to speak to what this game's all about. Ray and I, as Jack's been speaking, have been trying to solve this one stage by essentially finding out where to go. And because this game has so many intricate little holes and nooks and crannies you can go into... It's all about kind of it's it, it's almost like a Rubik's cube of a platformer. You've constantly got to move around, look around, yeah. reassess, yeah. yeah. And you're trying to figure out where to go and what 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 holes lead where. Mm. And you know, it, it's almost like a maze at some times. It is at some points. It is very labyrinthian. So we we couldn't make it to the end, but we we almost got there. <laughs> and uh, you know, Ray's kind of stroking his beard <laughs> in disappointment and um, pondering, yeah, how um, it all went wrong. But it it was good fun. I, I, I I've been genuinely smiling. Yeah.
0: The one thing I will say is, um, you guys can agree, it's visually so good. It's beautiful. It looks yeah. so pretty. The music is incredibly upbeat. Well, I mean the music's diverse in that it can range from as upbeat as the track that I played earlier to like really beautifully like atmospheric kind of stages not too dissimilar like from the Mario 64 um, remix that I played earlier um, like it has that same kind of vibe mm. in, in making you feel like it, you just kind of take like volume down like 30 steps and it's just like let's just chill out. Let's just... That's it. And it's, it's nice that it can change gears to that extent because I feel like with Super Mario Odyssey um, a, a game that also you could go t- to a single level it would have like one sort of mechanic and you, you feel like you can spin an entire game out of that one mechanic a lot of mm. Nintendo games do that um, it, it constantly is changing from level to level and it can shift gears and it never feels boring mm. and I love that I love that a lot
1: I imagine that this game would get very difficult later on if, is this an early level?
0: No. So this oh. this is like t- middle ish to my understanding. Okay. This is, so this is chapter two. It's a good I not mean it's early. not
1: super hard, but I can imagine that they it would, can be a bit finicky. They can do things that are tricky later on.
0: Well I mean it's it's more a matter of if you're trying to hundred percent like be that completionist uh, yes. then it gets really punishing. I very really quickly. feel
1: sorry for those people.
0: <laughs> um
1: Because it wow. must be hard. No, it no. Is. I mean like you oh know, right. You can play a game however you want. Don't <clears throat> let me don't take my judgment on board, please. But, you know, it must be frustrating having a game presented to you and being like, oh, God, I've got to do everything in here, especially in a game like this that is going to take a lot of time it to can, Yeah,
0: it can be quite involved because you'll have the three gems in each stage, you'll have the star in each stage, you'll have a bonus objective, you'll have time trials, you'll have coin trials, you'll have, like, an extra thing that you've got to try and, like, a find-and-seek mechanic for every single level in the game. So if you're if you're content-hungry awesome if you want to play a game that is just really upbeat but also feels like it's it's got some meat to it the the one concern that we had well, i had a few concerns with kirby um was that you get in and it's very your eyes twitching you're like why did i get that game it's 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 very very upbeat but it also kind of fell flat in terms of the meat on the bone like where's that gameplay at
2: Captain Toad is really meaty in that yeah. you know you you can, like you said, you can go in and be that completionist if you really want to try. And it's gonna be challenging because, you know, I, I consider myself a bit of a completionist mm. when I want to be. Uh, I'm so and, sorry. Yeah, right. And there are there are levels where I genuinely thought I was collecting everything and I missed stuff. Yep. And you know, yep. that's a good, you know, t- that's that that's that's a testament to the fact that even in an early level, this game is quite puzzling, and that's a really good, good thing, because you're playing these bite-sized levels, and they're highly replayable. It's also very good for a portable game, I will say. Yeah. And you don't have to collect the stuff. If you don't, no. you still feel accomplished for finishing yeah. the levels.
0: There's there's some points where you need a certain number of gems, so it's not like just leave the gems like lying on the table. Get them as you go, but don't feel super panicked if you're not like, I haven't gotten the three in every single level. There have been levels where I've gotten one or two. Mm. It's totally fine, and it's still really, really fun. And so, Mario Odyssey was great at that, too. You, know, you don't need yeah. all of the stars. You yeah. just all the moons. All the on. moons, Yeah. All the stars, sure. In that sixty-four. Anyway, (laughs) um, that is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker uh, coming out on July thirteenth on Switch and three DS. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep enjoying it. This isn't a full review, but I'm I'm still working my way through the game, and it's it's been good fun. You guys, for the most part, kind of agree. I'm loving it. Yeah, that was a great preview, Jack.
2: Great! Thank you so yes. much. I, I, it was it was great to preview it. You are listening to Zed Games, and I have been playing some Mario Tennis Aces on Nintendo Switch. I'm so proud of that intro. Now let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> My- Ooh. Mario Tennis Aces is a pretty ace game, and it's only deserving that it has such a, <laughs> a bombastic intro <laughs> provided to it, oh, uh, with that, that beautiful soundtrack that is reminiscent to basically all of the Mario Tennis games that have, that have come out over the years. Um, Mario Tennis is is known for a few things. Uh, first of all, it's known for being the uh, series that introduced the best Nintendo character out there, Waluigi. Okay,
0: fair. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll give it there. That. You
2: go. There's your hot Nintendo fact wow. of the evening. Bring Waluigi to Switch, uh, to Smash on sure. Switch. Yeah, it's just trophy for you only. Uh, <laughs> Second of all, uh, you know this is a series that started out with party style, you know, par- gameplay offline on the Nintendo 64. Then kind of moved over to the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance where we saw some more RPG mechanics, um, in, in the similar vein of, of the developer Camelot's, um, RPG series. Best
0: or, things that it's ever made, Golden
2: Sun. Golden Sun. And, um, there was a fully fleshed RPG campaign where you played as, um, these characters that were essentially avatars of yourself and, and not Nintendo characters. And then they went and made, you know, a couple more console games that didn't have those RPG mechanics, and fans have been asking for those ever since. And Q Mario Tennis Aces. We have a Mario Tennis game on a Nintendo console that has a campaign. Uh, this time around, you're playing as Mario, though. And it's, it's not a, you know, a campaign where you can kind of walk around the world, and it's not like an open world like you might be used to in RPGs. It is a set um, you know, world where you're on a set track and you have a few beaten paths that you can go off to and do different things in. Um, but hey, you know, it, it's got that great sort of Nintendo charm to it. The writing is fantastic. You know, you're interacting with all of the Mushroom Kingdom characters and for some reason challenging all of them to tennis fights because that's the only way to solve issues in this world. And it's, it's better than
1: the real world.
2: Man, if only you could solve yeah. all issues with a good bout of tennis. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's, it's a slam and good time, I'll tell you that. And, you know, when you're done with the single-player content, you've got fantastic online multiplayer, you've got fantastic local multiplayer, and this is probably one of the most well-rounded Mario Tennis games I've played in a long, long time. Um, so let me get straight off the bat and, and, and jump into the single-player campaign a little bit more because, you know, that is something that is is definitely quite different from previous iterations. Um, so like I said, you're playing as Mario. You're, you're going through... Um, this this very diverse island um, with a bunch of different regions you've got a snowy region you've got a sand region you've got a jungle region you know it's it, so mysterious oh it's like the, the best of of Mario regions you know and um you're on a you're on a quest that's um that's actually quite important you know you, you've got this 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 character who's really trying to threaten the mushroom kingdom and you've got to collect these these power stones um, to to stop this from happening it's it's quite reminiscent of a Recent cinema, recent film that hit cinemas with a certain character called Thanos. In fact, a little bit too strikingly wow. similar. <laughs> um, but with with a tennis spin. So that, that was interesting. I'm not sure if that was intentional. The Infinity Probably. War of video game. Basically. I mean, look, look, these Power Stones are kind of MacGuffins. You know, they're there to move the story forward. It's it, The game makes no qualms about that. If you're looking for a really, really in-depth story, you know, you're not going to find that here. But that's cool because this is a light-hearted, fun story. Mm. You know, you're Mario. You've got Toad by your side. And you're kind of going along, fighting all these different, unique uh, villains. You know, at one point, I had a tennis match with a mirror. At one point, I had a tennis match with Petey Piranha. You know, the list goes on. You're collecting new rackets as you go. You're, you know, getting involved in various different... Sorry, collecting rackets. Do they give you different powers? Or do they... They have different stats. So, you've got different stats in this game. So, as you go, Mario levels up. Mm. And, you know, you can increase your speed on the court. You can increase all sorts of different things that will affect how you play essentially make you more powerful as the game goes on and you're going to need that because it does get quite challenging Um, and to come with that challenge this game has introduced probably my favourite suite of mechanics to a Mario tennis game in the form of the new power shots you've got the the zone shot which Mm. actually allows you to when you build up enough power meter control exactly where your tennis shot is going to hit on the court Which Is that an I win button? or It's not an I win button because you have to wait for your thing to charge up so you can only do it every... But even then, that's where I present to you the counter shot. So, in this game, Mario Tennis Aces is almost like a fighting game at certain points. Because you're building up your power meters and there's an ebb and flow to that. And your power meter can be used for offensive purposes, such as with the zone shot or with your ultimate shot when you build that up far, far enough. But on the flip side, at any point during the match you can actually hold down the trigger button to go into slow motion and that slow motion allows you to react much better to other players who are using their their zone shots or their ultimate shots right okay and so in doing so you're encouraged to you know pace yourself during the match make sure you've got enough meter built up so you can use that slow mo if you want to but also have some saved up for those offensive moments you know if you want to ace the opponent or mm. you want to deliver a winning shot. Mm. And that makes this perhaps... Thank you for your hmms. Mm, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Intrigued. It, <laughs> it sounds
1: mechanically very balanced. Absol- as just, as just all things
2: involved. should be. Absolutely. This, this, this is a Mario Tennis game where, where like strategy is definitely one of the most important elements. I mean, it's there on the box. Literally, it says that one of the first lines on the box is a Mario tennis game where where strategy is the winning element. I recall you making a joke about that. It's like, thank God, finally a Nintendo it's, game where you need to put in strategy. It's absolutely awesome. Like it's it's really <laughs> nice to like be able to go online and compete with other players in what feels like a really strategically focused game where there's not, you know, randomized items like in Mario Kart. Uh and I really enjoy that. That's really fun. I, I I've I've stayed up to one thirty AM trying to win these these tournaments that are in the game and it's really, really, really challenging. I present to you the player who always enables assist mode,
0: why should I play Mario Tennis? Because there's something there for you is, still. But is it if, if it's overly challenging, Like, is it particularly frustrating? Is that usually... Only
2: if you jump online and you really want to do well. Right. You know? Okay. A- as most things are, especially when it comes to even fighting games, you know? Oh, yeah. And especially, oh, yeah. you know, this title is a sports game with some f- sort of fighting game flair to it mm. in mean, that, that strategy that you need to implement. You know, there's going to be that frustration. You're going to encounter players that are just way better than you. And I think this game kind of does well in um, having the the mantra of you know easy easy to learn but hard to master. The, the, if, if you go in on the surface, it feels like it's quite simple. But as you get into the different shot types and the different special shots you can do and the special counters that you can do, you realize the things are quite complex. Um, but if you're just sticking to the main story you know, you're going to be fine. Um, there's even a swing mode in the game where uh, you can use motion controls in only in that mode um, to play oh, locally. So, wait, so, sorry, motion controls can't be used for the entirety of the game? No. That's fascinating. Because the the way the game is mechanically doesn't is not conducive to for the motion, motion controls. Yeah. So what, what they've done is they've made this swing mode quite similar to the Wii Sports tennis game. Yes. In that the characters will Iconic. move the characters will move with free will right? and you'll okay. you'll swing and, and they'll come closer to the ball. Um, it's interesting with a Mario tennis game because Mario tennis games have that power uh, mechanic where you can build up power for a shot before the ball hits you. Mm. In swing mode, you can still do that, but you're kind of like amping up your swing. You're kind of holding your, your Joy-Con by your oh, side, okay. getting ready to do it. And cool. the timing is, is what's important here. Um, so that's, that's, I feel like that's like the party mode, right? It, it's definitely the party mode. And like, Unlike the main mode, it's it's where it's really hard to get the ball out. Mm. In swing mode, it's really easy to get the ball out. Thank God. Uh, so that's really good fun. And you can even challenge, in a first for the series, you can challenge shots. So if you ever watch, you know, if you watch tennis on oh, TV, yeah. there's, there's the moment where the player challenges the shot and the crowd goes wild yeah. and starts clapping, and there's <laughs> that here. So it's definitely the party mode if you want to mm. play with motion controls. There's that's that, cool. There's that option, Yeah, which I, like I appreciate.
0: That. I love that you perked up, because I have no idea what real sport is.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> let me tell you oh, wow. Mario Tennis Cases <laughs> has okay. got it for you. don't you
1: know where you are and what night it is Jack you don't you really don't oh do. is it
0: no I don't oh, want to say don't it don't worry about it don't worry about it it's it's an, or... it starts with an O it's not yeah. origin
2: I don't want to think yeah. about origin yeah. okay. I tell down. you what though <laughs> fun story Mario Tennis is actually the series that got me into sport it got me into tennis because I didn't understand the barrier of entry to sport or at least tennis for me was the scoring system because yeah. I had no idea how it Yeah, what, what the hell's going on? Why is, why is there love? Is it, why is love a score? 15, why is 15 30, 30 yeah. 40?
1: And that's the big thing. From 30 to, 15 to 30, I'm like, okay. Yeah, but then 30, 30 to, 30 40, to 40. 40. It's like,
2: why? And then suddenly, if you're both on 40, it's a deuce. Like, yeah. So, the, you know, it's, it's fun to return to yeah. a series that kind of made me actually that, appreciate sport. That's really interesting because, you know, the thing that got me into
1: tennis? was, uh, I think it was Sonic Tennis on the Game Gear. Oh,
0: heck yeah. Oh my yeah. God,
1: what? Were on the Game no. Gear. I don't know, I maybe it wasn't Sonic Tennis, maybe it was just some generic tennis, but I played that, and that's how I learned the rules of tennis. And that's um, what got me watching, and now I watch all the Grand Slams.
2: That's fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thanks to Video Games. Shout out to Video Games. For it, on Zed me- Games. <laughs> <laughs> Who else likes video games? <laughs> I like video games. Uh, and Mario yeah. Tennis Aces is a great video game. Uh, and let me tell you, if you are looking for a competitive Switch game or a casual Switch game, something that you can play... A little bit of both. Best of both. A little bit of Worlds both. Best 100%. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is uh, definitely a game that I can see myself playing a lot more of and even getting to the point of... you know, I, I really hope Nintendo does some sort of eSports stuff with this game because mm. they have been with Splatoon. And I feel like this game is made to be at that level. Even so to the point of encouraging players to keep playing online with monthly characters. So if you start playing... Every month there's a new season in the online play mode for this game. And if you play this month, you unlock Cooper Trooper as a player. Uh, and there's at least three more characters planned um, for each consecutive month going forward from here that you will, you will unlock if you just jump online and play. So, there's, there's some really good longe- longevity built into the game, and as far as the single-player campaign goes, this is definitely one of the meatiest Mario sports games out there that we've seen for quite some time. So, I'm really enjoying that, and it's, it's definitely keeping me coming back for more.
0: Nice. So, Mario Tennis Aces out now on Nintendo Switch? Yes. At retail and digital? Yes. Beautiful. Check it out. There you go. Get that Nintendo Switch going, guys. It's good stuff. But that also brings us to the end of said games for this week it's heartbreaking as I am to say it I'm sure it's heartbreaking for you as well see you soon shout out to video games